Hello. Welcome to Public Affairs. This is Lynn Koppel on WRBH, and I'm talking to uh, someone who you're going to be hearing from very soon, Natalie Sproul, who's going to be helping me with this wonderful show, Public Affairs on WRBH. Um, And I'm going to interview her, and you can hear what she has to say so you know when to listen to somebody who's younger and perhaps more energetic than me. Thank you for coming in, Natalie. (laughs) Thank you. Natalie, tell us about yourself. You go to Tulane, don't you? Yes, I'm a senior, graduating in May. Um, It's been really fun. I'm really sad. I don't want to leave, but uh, it's been a really great experience. What are you majoring in? Marketing and communications. Okay, and your plans, do you think, or do you have any plans for the future? When I, you're young, who yeah. cares? Yeah. I mean, I've applied to places all over, um, mostly media and entertainment jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, going into school, I thought I wanted to do public relations, sort of event stuff mm-hmm. like that. But um, as I've sort of taken more communications classes and sort of kind of gotten a lot more into politics and issues okay. and current events, um, I think I kind of want to go into more of like the news, production, um, media entertainment side of things. So, are you thinking about like journalism, where you would be yeah, a, a something reporter like that. or something like that? Yeah, yeah I've always, uh, I always watched NBC Nightly News Uh-oh. with Brian Williams. Okay. He was like mm-hmm. my favorite. My mm-hmm. parents got me um, an autographed picture of him one year for Christmas. Um, oh, well, so that's great. Yeah. I've always had a really big interest in that, um, but also kind of more so now, like the production and sort of working for like big networks, working for NBC would be a big dream of mine, um, whether it says journalism or um, talk show production or stuff like that. Just kind of anything in the media industry would be really interesting. Well, you know, behind the scenes, too. um, Exactly. I mean, they have to hire people to do a lot of different things. exactly. And I think that's a really good way to learn, too. It is, and to kind of get your your chops, as it yeah. were, where you can go on to something else. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Where are you from, and how did you choose Tuline? I'm from Boulder, Colorado, so pretty far from here. But um, my parents live in Madison, Wisconsin now, so I haven't been back for a while. Ooh. But um, it's kind of the same. I guess Madison's like a college town, but Boulder's yeah. amazing with all the mountains and stuff. But yeah. um, I had never heard of Tulane until my senior year when I hired a college counselor to help me with all my college applications. And he used to work in a university admissions um, and knew a ton of people at all the universities, knows a lot about all of them, which is amazing because mm-hmm. there's thousands of them. But um He knew a lot about my high school history, what I was involved in. I was um, really big into volunteering when I was in high school. I volunteered at the Children's Hospital all four years. I did um, Special Olympics since I was in sixth grade. Um, So he suggested Tulane because Tulane is obviously very into their community service Mm -hmm. and local and giving back um, and my academics and stuff like that. And he had me take this huge survey of all these (laughs) comprehensive questions about what kind of stuff I liked. One of the questions was like, what kind of hat would you prefer to wear? Just like weird questions like that to try to figure out what your personality is. And um, that survey actually directly matched me with Tulane as well um, and a bunch of other schools. And I checked them all out, but um, I visited Tulane. It was really fun. Uh, I loved what they had to say. They sent me a pamphlet. I remember getting in the mail and that was the pamphlet that made me like want to apply to Tulane. Why not? Um, They had a free application. I heard back in two weeks that I got in. They gave me a great scholarship. It's a really fun city. So I figured why not live for four years in a 
place where you can do a bunch of fun things and go to school at the same time and have my parents kind of help me out and do a really fun thing. So, Well, and also Two Lines an excellent school. And yeah. I think you can get a lot of, make a lot of contacts and yeah. kind of uh, learn a lot. It's exactly. a, a great school. Sure. Well, it's funny because I'd never heard of it until oh, I started applying. But then after I had heard of it and mm-hmm. sent my application in, Everyone that I knew that was like my parents' friends or um, different adults were asking me about college. And I told them I had applied to Tulane. Almost every single person knew someone that went to Tulane. It was like, oh, my brother went there or my husband went there or my sister-in-law. Or even I was um, had to get a new car senior year and the car dealership. The people there, he had applied to Tulane. His granddaughter went to Tulane. So are. it kind of exploded afterwards. <laughs> and I guess it was a sign that it was the right choice for me. But Well, you know, talk a little bit about your with the community service you do yeah. at Tulane now. Now, this is in a, what are you majoring in? And then does it, do you do it in kind of court for classwork to do community service? Or no, just the special? community service isn't necessarily for classwork. Mm-hmm. So we do have sure. to do, um, Tulane, you have to do two types of public service. We have mm-hmm. like our first tier and our second tier public service. So um, those are required with your classes. Mm-hmm. Um, so for like my first year, we do um Tulane has you do these tides classes, which are like a semester-long experience of New Orleans. You can literally take anything. There's like a oh, yeah. ghost history, like a food one, a sports one, um, and they kind of tie your community service into that. And I did the business tides one because I'm in the business school mm-hmm. with my marketing. Um, and you're required to take that one. And we just did a bunch of random stuff, like planting some trees in City Park oh. and different stuff like that. And then my second tier I did um, with Vicki Mayer. Um, at Tulane with my commu- or my communications class, and uh-huh. we wrote articles for Vianola V, um, which is an excellent website. Um, but I've done separately myself, uh, Tulane Special Olympics just started again um, a few years ago, um, and Special Olympics has been something I've been involved with for a really long time, since sixth grade. It's been something I really, really enjoy, um, and I've done it every single year, and so I was looking for that when I came to college, Um, And I researched it here, and the New Orleans one wasn't really started up. I reached out, um, but I never really heard anything back. And then my sophomore year, I saw on Tulane Classifieds a post about um, their basketball tournament that they do Mm -hmm. at Riley, which is our recreation center. Um, So I reached out, I signed up, and I met the people that started running, Gabe Feldman and Abby Gaunt. Um, They're Tulane professors at the law school, um, and they sort of took – the New Orleans Special Olympics on since it kind of fell apart after Katrina and they yeah. really wanted to revamp it. Um, so they took that on. And so I got involved and I now um, am on the board with them. Oh, good. And this year we just established our first um, official club at Tulane for our undergraduate students. Um, so I'm the president of that and we put on a bunch of different stuff. We're in the middle of our basketball league right now. We have a football league in the fall. Um, we have four different teams, swimming, basketball and track and tennis. Um, so it's been really fun. I've been with them for about three years now. And so um, I started as sort of their undergraduate ambassador and mm-hmm. was just kind of trying to get the Tulane community involved and um, sending out different communications to the undergraduate students and stuff like that. And I help out at practices and um, different events with the kids. And it's really fun. It's like the best part of my week every single week. So, Well, you know, that's that would be an interesting interview to talk to the yeah. people at Tulane about that because that's something that people should know more about. And yeah. that's one of the things I have hopes for for yes. you is to sort of get involved. Well, I mean, the things you're involved in and the, so we say the younger generation, what's going on? Because there's so much good stuff in New mm-hmm. Orleans that goes on and it 
it bothers me sometimes because people don't really hear about it. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot that goes on that I don't even know about. Even as like a senior now, I'm finding out about so many things that I wish I could have gotten involved in or had done or experienced. And now I like my time is clicking. But um, yeah, Special Olympics was amazing. And I was kind of sad that I didn't really get to find it. And I would love, love to start my like freshman year and get sure. into it. And it's just revamping. But um it's been amazing. They've done a really great job since they've started with it, From especially from where I started as a sophomore. It's really gained a lot of traction. And I know a lot of students that have come to get involved were, have all told me, oh, I've been looking for something like this, mm-hmm. or I used to do it in high school, or my family member has special needs and sure. I would love to get involved or something like that. And none of them knew that it existed. So it's nice to get stuff out there like on the radio or different things so that people know about the stuff that goes on in New Orleans because there's so much. Well, and even at the universities, there's yes. all, there are all kinds of opportunities f- for all kinds of people. Mm-hmm. And um, if you don't know about them, sometimes you don't read the newspaper and sometimes you don't mm-hmm. hear it on the radio but that's what i think this show is is aimed at yes. is people who might not know about a program and want to know more about it or maybe they don't want to know more about it but yeah. when they hear about it they're surprised oh i didn't know that's mm-hmm. what that was yeah there's a lot of different things especially at Tulane there's so many different clubs and service sure. organizations that i had never heard of before um and I'm also involved in Greek life, so we hear okay. a lot about um, different people's organizations because they'll come and present to us about it. Mm-hmm. And there's so many things that I different didn't know about. I think we partnered with um, NAMI, the New yes. Orleans Association. Mental Health. Mental Health, yeah. yeah. Um, so now Tulane does, like, a big festival with them, and um, Greek life gets involved with them, I think, sometimes. So um, it's really cool to see all the different things that people are involved with because there's so much. Well, you know, too, one of the things that, is a big interest is what is happening on school campuses and college campuses. And some of it you hear, as we have in the past few weeks, you know, kind of upsetting to us. And it is nice to know, well, are there people who are working to do something if there's a bad mm-hmm. situation? And what you're talking about with NAMI, I mean, that that's perfect. In yeah. other words, are people having problems and how do they, how do they work with these problems and what can NAMI do? How can NAMI intervene, if as it were? Yeah. So that's good. Well, that sounds wonderful. I'm excited. And I have so many suggestions for you <laughs> that you don't really have to listen to. I would love them. But tell us about some of the things you've already set up for the program. Oh, so I uh, reached out to, obviously, the people that I work with uh, for Tulane Special Olympics mm-hmm. um, to talk a little bit about why they got involved sure. and what it does for the community. Um, and I also reached out to um, the people that direct Project HEAL at Tulane, which is um, a national organization that focuses on um, eating disorders and body positivity. Um, This week right now actually is um, National Eating Disorder Awareness Week, so I thought that that would be a cool thing to talk to them about um, and the different stuff that they do. But um, it's actually a really big organization, and I, again, I had never heard of it until a a girl in my sorority joined Mm -hmm. the club when they started a chapter here at Tulane, and she told us all about it. Um, So they have a whole website and everything, and I researched them, and it's a really Mm -hmm. good organization. I think it's a very prevalent issue in our society, especially on college campuses. Well, you know, not just on college campuses, high school, and even below that. In other words, something for everyone to think about people feeling badly about mm-hmm. themselves for one reason or another. Exactly. Well, some, what are some of the other things? You had two or three other ones that you were talking to. Yeah, they're, um, well, you mentioned Hogs for a Cause, yes. which would be really cool. <laughs> it's another thing that I had never heard of until I got a car and I could drive 
by oh. City Park, and they had all the signs up <laughs> yeah. and everything. I'd it's never heard of it. Um, so those would be pretty interesting. And um, I know there's a bunch of different organizations and stuff on cl- or on Tulane's campus. I used to be a part of um, Youth and Women Supporting Each Other, which Good. is a group of um, college women that go into middle schools and mm-hmm. elementary schools. Mm-hmm. Um, and they sort of do like a one-to-one mentor menteeship um, and sort of teach girls about a lot of different things between um, dating violence, healthy eating, healthy body positivity. Um, they do a little bit of sexual health or education, just a bunch of different stuff to kind of give these girls a bit of an after-school program and some sort of companionship with an older mentor that they may not get to experience outside of the classroom as much. So. Well, like you say, there's so many volunteer opportunities Mm -hmm. and working with the community opportunities that so many of us aren't exposed to. And I can expose them perhaps to the older opportunities or the things that have been around. But I think it's important to have someone who's a different generation who can kind of bring this all together. Yeah, and I think it's important for the college students, too, to sort of see what's off the campus. Because I think that there's so many different things that go on that are really interesting that maybe aren't. On Tulane's campus, we call it like the Tulane bubble. Everyone feels like they yes. get kind of caught up in the college yeah. scene and you only go to the places that the college kids go to or stuff like that. But there's so many different things that I think are really important that a lot of people would love to get involved if they just knew about it or researched a little bit more. But I think it's people get kind of caught up in the college scene. But Well, you know, we talked about this, too, about what are you going to do after college, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is always the big question. And sometimes I think things that you get involved with at college are wonderful, but what about after college? And, you know, it's a good idea to say, well, what in the community am I going to stay in New Orleans? Let me go out and see what sorts of things they are and get involved in some of all the hogs for calls and all these things. Yeah. Yeah. These are young professionals. Exactly. I think it's a good opportunity for students to kind of see what else is out there and ways that they can kind of take it into different sure. things. So I know my mom was mentioning to me because I was freaking out about what to do after college. And uh, yes. she mentioned the Special Olympics. She was like, you've been doing this for what? I was 11 oh, in yeah. sixth grade and I'm 22 now. So 11 years I've been doing this. And she was like, they obviously have stuff all over the nation. Absolutely. Take it as a job, like go work for the yeah. state office or go work for the national headquarters and see what kind of communications mm-hmm. jobs that they mm-hmm. have. And so I think it's a, a good way to kind of find what you're really interested in rather than just kind of being in the classroom and focusing on your math and your science and stuff like that. It's a really good way to kind of develop and see what you're interested in for after college as well. Well, I'm sure you know this even better than I do is what you study in college might not be what you end up doing. You don't, yes, my parents nowadays, preach that all the time. <laughs> you, don't get a, you don't say, well, I'm going to be an engineer and that's what I'll do for the rest of my exactly. life. I finish, I get a job and that's the end of it. Exactly. We all change jobs dozens of times, and your interest changes, you might Mm -hmm. say. And I think people are, and your generation is very lucky in many ways, because that's an accepted fact, is Mm -hmm. if, what are are your real interests? And sometimes you take a job and you go, gosh, I don't really like doing this Exactly, (laughs) exactly. Yeah, that's, I've definitely found that, especially in college too, because I feel like when you start as an 18-year-old, I'm so mm-hmm. much different than Absolutely. I was as an 18-year-old now as a senior in college. Like, I think when I was in high school, my dream job was to be a pediatric oncologist. I wanted to be a doctor, mm-hmm. go to med school, all sorts of that. And I ch- obviously changed. I'm now a marketing and communications yeah. major, but I still go back to it, back and forth and all these different things. And so my dad has said that to me so many times because, again, I'm like freaking out as May draws near for me to graduate. But um 
he was just telling me about you go out and you try things, and then sure. that's how you really learn what you're interested in. He's no one expects you to know immediately when you graduate. Like this is my job, and that's the career for the next fifty years. He's like, you should be ex- experiencing yeah. and trying things because then by doing things that you don't do, that's what you learn what you want to do. So, well, you know, also it's just a fact of life nowadays that things change even when you don't expect it. I have a a 24-year-old cousin who uh-huh. graduated in petroleum engineering, which seemed like a great idea when he started. What was that about, you know, five or six years ago? Mm-hmm. And he got a job immediately. However, now they're yeah. laying off the last hired. Yeah. And so he's looking around and he's, you know, he's got a, another good job. But yeah. still, he's really seriously saying, what should I be doing? Am I doing, you know, I've had this fine education, but what do I do? And mm-hmm. that's something you all are all going to have to face. I'm just exactly. bad news about it. Life is changing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's the way to find out is do these things. Yeah, exactly. And I think if you try different things and you really find what your passion is, I feel like it's a little bit easier rather than feeling like, oh, I have to go into this job because yeah. this is what I'm supposed to do, or I have to go to this and then not enjoy it because I don't know, that just doesn't sound fun. I want to do something that I really <laughs> want to do and really enjoy it and really thrive in it. So I, I feel like trying a bunch of different things is a really good way to kind of figure that out. And, you know, it's really not over. Like you talk about you wanted to go be a doctor. Mm-hmm. You can still, you know, it. it's not like it was many years ago where yeah. you had to do something right after college. Exactly. Now there's much more acceptance to people of, and sometimes not only acceptance, but maybe even preference for people who have been exactly. out. You, no use wasting a medical education on someone who decides, you know, I really don't like this Exactly. Well, my what dad now? was a doctor, and he uh-huh. didn't go to med school until I think about three or four years until after he graduated. Wow. Um, and he said that that was a really good decision for him because, well, one, he didn't want to just immediately jump into something. Yeah. You pay a yeah. lot of money, especially oh, now absolutely. for grad schools Whoa. and different stuff like that. So, one, you want to make sure it's really worth it. And two, he said that the years in between college and med school, he got to kind of develop a lot of other skills mm-hmm. that helped him in med school and helped him land jobs afterwards because a bunch of places he applied for were looking for other experience. And he yeah. was able to have that since he had those few years. So. He said it really ended up helping him in the long run and not hurting him like a lot of people sort of assume that it does if you take too long. Well, you know, too, and and this is awful. It sounds terrible (laughs) when I say it. But a lot of times it's good to find out what other people are doing. Mm -hmm. And maybe even even it helps sometimes to lose a job because you realize, uh uh-oh. Yes. What what should I have been? Should I have kept even a job that you want? Mm -hmm. Oh, I'd have loved to have been doing that, but... Gosh, now what? Yeah. You know, and to have to think, well, now what? How do I change my strategies? Yeah. I went to um, a talk at uh, Tulane. They did this executive in residence program mm-hmm. where they bring in um, Tulane alum or sure. people who have connections to Tulane who have made it pretty big in their industry. And he's um, the CBS executive producer of their entertainment show. So he does like the Grammys mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And he said one of the best things that ever happened to him was getting fired from a job that he really liked because he was able to find this other job, which was even better and that he liked even more. And he never would have been able to get this position if the timing hadn't been right and all sorts of stuff. And he was like, that was not what I wanted to be doing anyway. And it allowed me to open up this whole other world of stuff that I wanted to do. So, Well, and sometimes it's it maybe is good to, shall we say, suffer a little bit with Mm -hmm. something like that where you really, oh, my goodness. Now what am I going to do? And you have to plan and you have to realize I have to I have to think about 
what I'm doing, it, was it my fault? Mm-hmm. How could I have done this differently? And sometimes after you get fired, it's a good idea to talk to the person that yeah. fired you. And if they're decent people, we usually say, well, you know, you just weren't what we were looking for, mm-hmm. but, and here's why. And to me, that's, you know, that seems like a very useful kind of a thing. Yeah, it's just as valuable to learn. And then you can learn even farther from that to yeah. kind of rework it. And it's not it's not always you. It's often the situation. Yeah. But on the other hand, that's kind of interesting to know about, too, because that way, next time you're in a job, you can say, well, wait, am I really, am I with this, what we're doing here? Yes. And, and that's important. Well, I think you're going to have a great career, and I think you're going to do well. Thank you. I hope that. so. I'm really nervous, but I hope oh, so. Oh, no. <laughs> you're going to do fine. Um, and I, I think we'll all appreciate somebody new and young and full of energy on mm-hmm. public affairs because I've had fun with it for low these Good. gosh I don't know how long I've been doing it but <laughs> it's been fun and uh, I think you're going to enjoy it and do well and I think so too. keep us uh, I'll keep checks on you and I hope you all <laughs> my my listeners will keep checks on this young lady and give us some Give us some feedback. Call up and tell us uh, how great she is or how great I am. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Well, thank you, Natalie. Thank you. I'm really looking forward to working with you. And I I think everybody will be the better for it. Yes, I'm very excited. Thanks so much. Okay, this has been Public Affairs on WRBH, and a new voice will be coming at you soon. Thanks for listening.